Woke Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is Thursday, March 9th, and we finally made it. It is March. We are back after a long, long hiatus. I do apologize, Trophy Kids. To the newer listeners, you may not know this. To the older listeners, we always appreciate your support. We appreciate the support of the newer listeners. But after football season... Football season is such a grind for us here at Trophy Kids, making sure we're delivering the best content to you, making sure we're giving you the best bets out there. Um, It's such a grind that after football season ends, we do take a bit of a long hiatus up until March when college basketball really gets going. We're taking that time to prepare, to get ready to give you some more good content um, and really shift gears and reset ourselves. So we'll be back in the full swing of things next week with our rotating host of guests uh, to break down college basketball and March Madness and the tournament and all the fun that is there. But I wanted to hop on to talk about a little kind of sports recap, what's going on in the world, and conference championship play, um, because we got conference championship week here this week right now, and I mean, we're going to start up right in the front. The Big East, what I'm about to say, some of you might be like, oh my God, Nate, you are such a homer. We get it. You're a Xavier fan. If you're watching, you can see the Xavier neon light. You can see the new, which by the way, announcement, if you guys didn't know, the shirt looks fantastic, but... We have a merch store out there, badnewsstore.com. You can get Trophy Kids merch, like this nice coffee mug I got going on here if you're watching us here on YouTube. Um, we got a nice Xavier shirt, Muskie shirt, all types of stuff. We got city brand apparel coming out. We got everything. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be expanding into more cities, doing more stuff. So make sure you check that out. But Big East Basketball. Yes, you might be like, Nate, you're a homer. We get it. You're a Xavier fan. You love the Big East. Of course you're going to start with that. But you know what? You're goddamn right I am. How can you not get romantic about Big East basketball in Madison Square Garden? What's it, the 41th consecutive year? All the history that has gone on. You know, Jerry McNamara, John Flynn... Iverson versus Ray Allison back in the Georgetown UConn days. It's just that is the Mecca of basketball. The Big East tournament is the best tournament in all the land. Yeah, the Big 12 is the best conference this year, depth wise, no doubt about it. But this is some of the most aesthetically pleasing basketball there is there. I mean, folks, we got Providence versus UConn today, Thursday at 2 o'clock. I apologize to my boss already because I am going to be watching that game on my couch. Mostly monitoring emails, maybe. Um, That's going to be an absolute rowdy game. If you didn't know about that rivalry, that is the rivalry we've needed for a long time coming. I mean, that fan base is going to be loud, electric. Um, It's going to be awesome at 2 o'clock. There's a real chance... That for the semifinals, we get a Marquette versus UConn, a Creighton versus Xavier. That is some of the most efficient basketball you will see all weekend. Some awesome, (coughs) excuse me. (coughs) Oh, man. Coughing up a storm here. Not sick. It's one of those like uh, smoke went down the windpipe wrong there. Um,. It's just awesome, awesome basketball. Um, and it's hard, like I said, not to be romantic about the game in Big East and college basketball watching the Big East tournament. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. So let's kind of get into it a little bit about what I think is going to happen in the Big East tournament. We'll talk about some other conferences here heading into Selection Sunday this weekend. I mean, kind of the landscape overall in college basketball. I do have a bet for you. This is a gambling show. I'm going to come correct and give you a bet for today, actionable for Thursday. It is going to include my Xavier Musketeers. So it's a 7 o'clock game. Get ready for that. It's going to be buried in this podcast, so you got to listen to get that nugget of information. But 
The Big East tournament's awesome. It's been one of the most historically great conference tournaments that's out there. It's in the same spot every year, Madison Square Garden, the Mecca. There's so much history. There are so many phenomenal college basketball moments out there. Um, There's so much rich, rich, rich history in this, and we've kind of gotten that old Big East feel finally back, especially with UConn coming. I mean, the Big East tournament is so great because these schools, this is what they have. These are basketball schools. Unlike every other conference that is out there, the Power Fives to be, a lot of these schools are football schools first, basketball is their fallback. Sure, the uh, I'm not down on the alumni, don't love basketball, but at the end of the day, they are football schools. In the Big East, it is basketball front and center. These universities, these programs, they put everything they have into their basketball. Their fan bases are basketball obsessed. It creates great personalities. It creates electric atmospheres. It creates iconic moments. We've kind of gotten that back in the Big East. I know when the reconfiguration went down, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, the Big East has lost a step. No, this is, these are gritty teams. The coaching personalities are awesome. The storylines are there. Um, and one team that I really love in the Big East this year, a team that coming into March Madness in your tournaments, I think is going to take a lot of people by surprise, especially if you haven't been following Big East basketball this season, is Creighton. Sean McDermott is a schemer, man. I mean, this guy puts together some incredible offensive schemes. They play Decent defense. They're not a super deep team, but man, are they offensively efficient here. Um, They are a team that I think is going to surprise a lot of people. I did take a little nibble on them to win the Big East tournament um, because I think that out of all the teams, we'll talk about Marquette, we'll talk about Xavier, we'll talk about UConn, who I think is a national championship caliber team. I think Creighton in this Big East tournament has a real shot to kind of surprise people um especially with the way they play um it, it they're top 10 in defense efficiency they're top 25 offensive efficiency they can get after it they've got s- some depth issues for sure but like i said sean mcdermott absolutely schemes um and that is a matchup that we could get friday night Xavier Musketeers, an incredibly awesome offensive team to watch. Defensively, there are some struggles, but they have gotten better. Um, is going to be a knockdown, drag them out, fireworks until the last minute of the game type of game. Like, if Xavier beats DePaul tonight, like I think they will, and Creighton can get their win in advance to the semifinals of this tournament. Now they are going to play Villanova and the Big East is almost the Big East tournament's almost become the the Villanova Invitational. And that's a team. That's a game that's going to be absolutely electric at 9:30 tonight on Thursday night. Villanova, we're going to talk about them here in a second too. I think they they're kind of in that Villanova's kind of in that scary territory where if things break the way they need to break and they get a decent draw here, they could be a really dangerous team. Uh, but that's a great game. 9:30 Creighton Villanova. If Creighton can move forward, and we get Xavier versus Villanova. Set your calendars to it, folks. If you are a college basketball fan, or if you're just a, somebody who wants to watch some entertaining basketball on a Friday night, Xavier versus Creighton, which is a, a very realistic matchup we can get, is going to be absolutely electric. I cannot get over it enough. Um, I can't get it over enough. It's going to be absolutely electric. I apologize. There's some. If you're listening to this and you're watching it, there's some jumble jamble. My laptop disc is full 
completely. I, I forgot to plug in the external hard drive, so the video keeps cutting off because it's like you don't have any more room. Um, and so that's where we're at. But that's an electric matchup. Um, Marquette. People are going to be asking about Marquette here. Marquette's one of the best feel-good stories, I think. I mean, they were picked to finish ninth in the Big East this season. They said, fuck them. Literally said, fuck them. Um, it went out and won the regular season. They're a team, though, that I think we've sort of seen them seen their peak, and I, I certainly think that they can raise the trophy at the end of the Big East tournament. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Shaka Smart has really got this team bonded and gelled really, really well, um, and they are certainly, depending on how their draw goes um, on Selection Sunday for the NCAA tournament, a team that could potentially make a Final Four run. I think the Big East has four teams. It's their top four teams um, that can all make it. UConn, Marquette, Xavier, Creighton. I think all four of those teams, <coughs> I apologize, can make a Final Four run depending on the draw they get. Um, on Selection Sunday and how they are paired up because we know matchups make fights. Um, they also make Final Four runs. And so we'll, we'll have to kind of wait and see what that looks like a little bit here. Um, but I think there's certainly a team that can do that. But they're not a national championship caliber team. I think they're fringe Final Four type of make-it-road team. I think they've had a phenomenal story. Um, I think it's a program that spends an enormous amount of re resources on their basketball program. They have absolute legends that I think they need to get reinvolved back in the program. The Dwayne Wades, Jimmy Butlers of the world. Shaka Smart finally seems to have reinvented himself in Marquette. If you're a Marquette fan, um, a fan of Big East basketball, a fan of college basketball, and, and these kind of fringe... They're not blue bloods by any means, but they're, they're really good for the overall health of the sport. Marquette, for example, um, has a real chance here in the coming years to be a, a predominant face of college basketball and a team that could really be making runs here. I think with what Chaka Smart has been able to do since leaving Texas and, and reinventing himself. Um, so Marquette's great. I think that we are slotted and on track to have another firework Friday uh, in the Big East at Madison Square Garden between UConn and Marquette. That game will be awesome. UConn is a team that I, I sort of teased to start this that I do think has national championship ability in them and their DNA this year because when you look at the landscape of college basketball, it's not so much a year where we have a pure dominant you know, top four teams. That's really probably only those four that can win the national championship. There's a lot of parity in the sport this year um, and for a lot of reasons, um, which we can certainly go into, but <clears throat> next week. Um, we will go into it next week as to why this is one of the most, I think, wide open fields we've seen in college basketball. And that's that I think is going to become more of a theme here in the coming years. Um, we'll go into that next week when when I have Dante on to really break down the bracket. Um, but UConn, we saw at their peak um, early in the season, a team that is, if not the best team, one of the best teams in college basketball. And they are a team that has depth. Hurley is a fantastic coach. 
they get great play. Um, they are a team that goes on a lot of 10-0 runs, but doesn't allow a lot of 10-0 runs, which is a really important metric when we talk about teams that can really go far into the tournament. You need that as part of your team's DNA. These te- there's there's a really great graph out there. Um, that we use here at at Trophy Kids um, when we're breaking down teams. And it it shows kind of the parity between teams that can go on 10-0 runs and how often they go on them versus how much they get kind of give them up. And UConn is in that upper echelon of teams that are capable of going on a lot of 10-0 runs but don't give up a lot of them. And that is because of the DNA this team has. Um, They are an efficient offensive team as well as a very complementary efficient defensive team. They're number five offensive efficiency in the country. They're number 16 in defensive efficiency in the country. You know, they're all play percentages at 5%. Um, They're, they're not a super fast-paced team, though, um, which can be a little bit concerning. Um, but the way they play, I'm, I'm not too worried about that. I think what ultimately comes down for UConn and their ability to really make a run this year relies on their ability to get good point guard play. Um, they have to get really good guard play in the tournament this season. And they really need to kind of rely on um, some really good point guard play. Like, they have to get that. Um, If they can't get that, they're unable to do that, then they're going to have a problem. Um, But if they can get that and they can maximize that, this is certainly a national championship team. Similar story with Villanova, not a national championship team, but a team that can make a run in this Big East tournament is if they can get enough production out of Justin Moore. We know that this Villanova team is having a down year comparatively to what we are used to seeing from them. Um, That is obvious. Um, But they have a real matchup nightmare in Whitmore. And Justin Moore, who's coming back from an ACL injury, is starting to really level up right at the perfect time. And if he can keep ascending back to the player we saw the year previous, um, this is a team that doesn't have great depth. But if Justin Moore can really get going and you've got the nightmare in Whitmore, who's a matchup nightmare, no way, you, no matter how you cut it, this is a really dangerous team especially if they can get a really good draw on Selection Sunday and kind of get into the tournament here. they I think they are capable of making a run in the Big East tournament. I think that name on the front of their jersey, Villanova, creates fear in a lot of these Big East teams because of how they have just straight-up dominated this tournament the last seven years. Um, they've been a perennial force. Yes, Jay Wright isn't there, but I do believe, just like in football, the name on the front of the jersey means something. That brand means something. It it almost has like a PTSD effect for a lot of these programs. Um, and that is a that's a problem. Um, and they are a very efficient team. I, I like them. This is kind of, you're like, oh my God, Nate, you keep using the word efficiency, but that is how you describe the Big East. It's really efficient, aesthetically pleasing basketball. That's what it is. Um, and so I think they're a team that can can make some noise. Now let's talk about my Xavier Musketeers. 
a team in Sean with led by Sean Miller who has completely reinvented himself. This team does not look like the Arizona teams we were used to seeing. He had spent the year away from basketball reinventing himself in his system offensively. It's much more up-tempo and fast. Um, it relies on really good guard play, which he's knocked it out of the park with Sule Boom. Sule Boom is one of the best guards in the country. He's one of the best guards in the Big East. He's a Big East All-American. He is absolutely phenomenal. You pair that with a very underrated NBA prospect in Colby Jones, who has been ratcheting it up and ascending right at the perfect time. He's crashing the board's really well here late game. He's getting his points. He went into the offseason, hit the gym hard. I mean, the dude is absolutely yoked right now. And that is where our bet lays. We are going to lay the points um, on his total points, rebounds, and assist combo over 26 and a half. I think he's going to have a day against DePaul. I think he's going to absolutely eat their lunch in Madison Square Garden. Colby Jones, it is agenda season in college basketball. Guys are needing to put on for their NBA prospects. Coaches are looking to to find their next opportunity. Colby Jones is looking to eat people's lunches in March to get that that notification, get that shine for the NBA scouting process because he is an underrated NBA prospect, I think. So we are going to lay that bet with them. We're also taking the alternative 78.5 over points for Xavier against DePaul. Those are our two bets for this show. But Xavier is absolutely a fringe Final Four team. Fremantle is certainly losing him. Sucks. I hope, wish him nothing but the best. I hope his recovery is great. But the matter of the fact is this defense has gotten better with him off the court. He is a liability defensively. Without him on there, the numbers speak true. This team has gotten better defensively. Offensively, we have certainly lost a step. Offensively, we certainly have a little bit less depth without him. Would I rather have him in the lineup? Absolutely. But Caesar Edwards has come on and played very nicely. We give Jack Nungy, who's an absolute problem down low, as as long as he could get a little stick him on his hands and he can handle the ball better. We have great guard play. This team is ready to make a run. It just depends on the draw. It just depends on the matchups. And I am not going to be mad if Sean Miller in the back of his head says, you know what? I do want to win this Big East tournament. I want to be lifting that trophy. But more importantly, I want to be making a statement in the actual tournament. And so that we don't get a full-blown effort from Xavier here. He pulls the Izzo effect, the Bill Self effect, Two great coaches. There's a couple of them around the, the league that understand conference tournament play is great. We like conference tournament week, but that is not an important week for our team. If we win that, great. That is icing on top of the cake. But we would rat, We don't mind losing early in these conference tournaments so we get extra rest, we get extra prep, we get extra practice and focus and time to dial in for the actual tournament. And so I do not mind if he takes that approach a little bit if Xavier underperforms a little bit here in the Big East tournament we'll see what they look like tonight we'll see what they look like on Friday but I am not worried if we do not win this thing if we do not show out well because ultimately I would rather have the time practicing in the gym prepping getting rest and ready for March Madness so that's the Big East for you. I, I nibbled on Creighton to win the tournament. I think they are a fantastic team. I think they are a deadly team. I think Sean McDermott is scheming up greatly with his team. He understands the weaknesses of this team that he has. He understands what they can do great. He maximizes that 
to perfection. Um, I think Creighton's a really scary team and somebody we're probably going to be talking about next week depending on their draw. So that's the Big East tournament. Like I said, it's hard not to get romantic about the Big East tournament. It is hard not to look at the coaching personalities that are there today that have been there in the past. It's hard not to look at the matchups. We got Providence, UConn, a just French kiss matchup, Electric Factory. The fact that we might be on pace for a Friday night where we get Xavier versus Creighton. We get UConn versus Marquette. I mean, that's fireworks in Madison Square Garden in New York, a place that has been home to the Big East Tournament for 41 years, that has had memorable memories like John Flynn going off, Allen Iverson versus Ray. Oh my goodness, I'm getting choked up now about this. Ray Allen, Jerry McNamara in the tournament spree. He went on, I mean, just so iconic. It is hard not to get romantic about basketball, Biggie's basketball in Madison Square Garden. God, I love this week. But the take that we are hearing about how this week is better than the first week of the NCAA tournament is absolutely ludicrous. It is a ridiculous take. Those people are on drugs and not the fun kind. It is ridiculous to say that this week is better than the first week. We need the Lehigh's beating Dukes. We need the St. Petersburg's. That electric feeling that you get rocketing through your body watching basketball wire-to-wire Thursday and Friday. The electric upsets we get. Those 14-seed teams. Those 15-seed teams that come out of nowhere. The Oral Roberts of the world. The George Masons back in the day. The VCUs that propel themselves to a Final Four. We need that in the first week. First week of the NCAA tournament is electric and one of the best we have in sporting events, <clears throat> but conference championship week certainly lays it up. And we're going to quickly hit on the Big Ten. I'll hit on it more next week when we get Dante on, our Big Ten expert. I do not think the Big Ten has a national championship contender. I think they have a couple teams that can make final four runs, but if we're being honest, I think the Big Ten is wildly overrated. Their best team, the team that has the most ability to make a run and win a national championship is Purdue, and I don't trust their guards a lick. I am out on Iowa. I am out on Purdue. I think they could make a final four run. They are certainly final four caliber, um, but I don't think that they are a national championship caliber team. I think if you're an Izzo believer, uh, and Izzo is March time, or March is Izzo season, type of guy. I think this Michigan State team sort of gives you that butterfly feeling in your stomach like, oh, this might be a team that's ratcheting up to make a little bit of a run, make a little bit noise in in March. I, I think that's certainly a possibility here. The team that I think don't let get hot, and they got hot last night. Yes, it was against a down Wisconsin team, a not very good Wisconsin team, but Ohio State. Ohio State has those dudes. For some reason, they haven't been able to make it work this season, but they have good ball players. And if they can get hot, it's all about getting hot at the right time. Ohio State's a team to watch for. They're going to play again here relatively soon. Don't let them get hot because they are a dangerous team in the Big East or Big Big Ten, I think, because they do have very good players. It makes no sense that they have gotten the results they've gotten this year, in my opinion. I don't quite know how to make sense of it, but they are a team that don't let them start getting confident. Don't let them start getting hot because they could get real dangerous real quick. Um, The Big 12... Obviously, the best conference in basketball. They are the deepest conference. That tournament's a lot of fun. Um, I don't think it's as electric as the Big East tournament, but it is. that's a tournament to watch. Some really great basketball. They have a ton of feisty teams in that conference. They have a lot of teams that can make runs to the Final Four. This is a year where there's a lot of potential for teams. A team that I really like, though, in the Big 12, sort of flying under the radar a little bit, but they're still towards the top, Kansas State. They are a feisty team. 
They have two of the best players in basketball. They are a team that can stick it to you on any given night. Every team in the Big 12 can stick it to you on any given night. We've seen that through this Big 12 season. Every single team is beating is capable of beating every single team in that conference, which is awesome. Um, it's what we love about college basketball, I think. It's what makes the game so fascinating and so interesting and why, yes, the skill and the overall product is not as good as the NBA when the NBA is at its peak. The best part about college basketball is the parody about the guys that go 100% all the time. And we get that in spades in the Big 12. And we get a conference that is just cutthroat. But I did nibble a little bit on Kansas State to potentially win the Big 12 championship here on conference championship weekend. I think they're a fantastic basketball team. I really like their feistiness and the fight that they have in them. Um, And I think they are a sort of flying under the radar team. We'll see what draw they get when it comes to Selection Sunday. But I am a fan of that Kansas State team. I'll probably eat my words here, but I'm a fan of that team. So that's college basketball for you. That's conference championship weekend. Um... We've got some sporting recaps to kind of recap on. I might get on a live stream this weekend and talk about it. So watch out for that on Trophy Kids um, YouTube page. Might get a little live stream, talk a little John Jones. What a fight that was. That man. People want to say he's your goat. He's not my goat. I'm going to be the the Debbie Downer, the negative guy, the guy who sits up here and says... He can't be the GOAT. He took PEDs. He tested positive for it in a sport where you block a cage behind the the two men in there, and they go to war with each other. Literal war. Their objective is to make it so painful that that person either has to tap and give out or knock them out cold. And you were taking something that makes you stronger, faster. No, I'm sorry. You can't be the GOAT. And people are like, well, oh, people back in the George St. Pierre days, we don't know if he wasn't necessarily taking something. Hold up. Don't you put that shade on that man. And better yet, the MMA is about discipline. You have to be disciplined enough. Do not get caught if you're going to use PEDs. John Jones ain't difficult enough, or disciplined enough, as well as we don't know who was and who wasn't taking. GSP, Anderson Silva, John Jones, that is the top three in no particular order. Wink, wink. Um, for my top three UFC guys, We'll maybe compile a list of top 10 guys. That would be a good segment, I think. I, I've got some thoughts on that if you're a UFC fan. Um, we're going to talk about Daniel Jones and some of the NFL quarterbacks. I'm going to bring on um, our NFL analyst and expert next week to kind of break it down. Um, and Michael Raff, or Michael. He'll come on if you've been listening to the NFL podcast. You're very familiar with him. So we'll have a really big show next week, but I wanted to hop on here since we haven't been um, back in a little while, give the people a little taste of what's going on. Um, But we'll be back full swing next week. Love it. It's March. Let's march. Thank you for your support. Check out the Bad News store on badnews.com. And as always, peace.